Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Justin Balloonsat, and it's part of our series from our PodMax Global event. If you didn't check it out, our PodMax event, it is an event that happens a few times during the year where people meet as business owners and entrepreneurs, and they really talk about what needs to happen to grow and scale our businesses. I had a chance as one of the guest hosts to bring on a few different incredible business owners to the show. One of them was Justin. We're going to be talking about that entrepreneurial life and how you can actually grow your business into something meaningful. Hey, check out this episode. Justin has an incredible perspective, not just on life, but on business. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. We're going to be talking about how you can live divine today, which you might be thinking like, wait, what's this episode about? Where are we going? I want to introduce you to my friend, Justin Balloonsat. He is a property real estate investment guy who, man, he's going to be diving into really what does it look like in the entrepreneurial world to make some money, grow your business, and have a better quality of life. Justin Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Man, I'm wonderful, man. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward uh, to the conversation, to the chat. Sorry, some some background noise with the dogs. Hey, we've all done it, man. I got my, I think my puppy is like locked away in a room so that she doesn't make lots of noises. So, And I, I hear my family grabbing the dogs right now. Yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. I mean, that's the entrepreneurial life. You know, there's that's not a it, lot man. of... Uh, there's not a lot of sheen and shine. We kind of just jump into it and make it happen. Yeah, so Make it happen, exactly. So Justin, you and I were talking a little bit uh, before I hit record. And for the listeners who are tuning in maybe for the first time, giving a little bit of context, we're currently at the PodMax Global event. And uh, it's, it's an event where, where entrepreneurs and business owners are all jumping in, sharing some expertise and really growing together. And so that's how you and I got connected. And so for the listeners, definitely check out the other episodes as well. But Justin, talk to me a little bit. First of all, where, where are you located right now? Uh, right now, I'm in, in New Jersey, Western New Jersey, out near Pennsylvania. We're kind of on the sticks farmland out here. Hey, I love it, man. Uh, yeah. And you were telling me before I hit record that you, you had in another life, you were in the corporate world. And man, this story, I've heard this story so many times and you kind of saw the light and I don't want to spoil the story. So you go ahead and tell the, the listeners a little bit about how Just Divine Properties came about. Yeah. Um, so like you said, I, I, I started my, my corporate career um, in hotels in, in Manhattan, basically. Actually, I, I, I started in Hawaii, but um, I, I, got to, I got to Manhattan. That's really where I thought, man, I'm going to grow here. I'm going to go to the biggest, baddest city in the world and I'm going to make a name for myself and I'm going to climb one of these big, big companies. And, um, and so I started, you know, I started climbing that ladder little by little, rung by rung, up, up, up. Um, 
and at first it was awesome. You know, there was, it was comfortable. I had everything I needed. Benefits were there. Um, I felt regarded, uh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then, then, then life happens. Then, then things like start to start to shift, including your mind. You, um, you know, for me, I just matured a little bit. Um, I started figuring out where, where I wanted to be when I retired. Um, and I started looking at, at long-term things, uh, and realizing I wasn't going to get there chasing, uh, this 401k dream and, uh, the, the 3% annual increase in salary, if you're lucky. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, uh, real estate was something that had always, uh, interested me. Um, I, you know, just looking around and and doing a little bit of research, you can find out that there's, it's pretty lucrative industry if, if you're good at it and, and if you have the right connections and, um, you know, so I tapped into that and, and there was a moment in time where, I had to say enough is enough and you got to, you got to cut the umbilical cord and you got to jump. Mm. Um, and so I jumped and I left, I resigned from the as a director of banquets, uh, at a, at a Manhattan hotel that had just opened up gorgeous hotel, um, doing what I thought I was born to do, uh, running events and, and, you know, rubbing elbows with some of the rich and famous. And, um, it was all it was all for nothing, uh, not for nothing, but it was, it was just yeah, not yeah. It, fulfilling. It yeah, wasn't it, fulfilling it, in the way I wanted it to totally. be. Totally. And I get it. it. You know, and it's, it's always like funny, these conversations. Cause like, I never want to, cause I mean, I have like, I have like Walmart headquarters in my backyard. So like, I, I, I never want to come across as like, I disdain corporate America, but, mm-hmm. but man, your story is so similar to so many other people where you know, it sounds like you weren't really mistreated, that you had a great experience. It just, it just, when you evaluated where you wanted to go in life, it, mm-hmm. it just didn't line up, right? Exactly. I mean, it's, it sounds like you just, you kind of had sort of this awakening. I don't know if the awesome beard came before or after that. <laughs> uh, I, well, to touch on the beard, it came after, but it's, it's kind of my like, and I've been growing my hair and my beard since I left uh, May, May 2nd. 2018 2017 so yeah i even have the date like that's that's how important it is to me though like that it's 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 that's when you know you're all in you know what i mean i i know when i left um but yeah i listen the corporate world i learned an incredible amount in the corporate world i learned how to be a a businessman how to talk how to carry myself how to how to be around certain types of people um you know, I, you learn time management, you learn how to, how to be mm-hmm. organized, you learn yeah. a ton of things. So don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not, it's that's, that wasn't good enough for me. Right. So, so what, what was it though? Because here's, what's interesting is your the, the start of your story is like, I, I would say millions of people who they talk about, okay, this is not where I want to go. This is not leading me where I want to go. But I think 99.9% of people, that's where the conversation just ends. You know, it's like, I've always loved the story of the guy who, a friend of mine who was like, I hate my job. It's miserable. It's not taking me anywhere. And I was like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I think I'll work here for five more years. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's what we do though, right? It's yep. like, yep. it's like, we don't do anything. But, but what was it about you that, because that's, that's the magic is mm-hmm. it wasn't just feeling like that, like everybody else. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to actually get after it. I'm going to jump into this. You know, talk to me a little bit about that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing was educating myself, clearing my mind of, of what I thought I knew. Um, and for me and my story that came with sobriety. Um, and so when I quit drinking, my mind has just sharpened mm. day after day after day. Um, and that's just for me. Um, you know what I mean? That's not everyone, but I think that's what separates me. And that was my, that was a turning point for me. Um, you know, I was, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, it's interesting you say that because I'm, and now I'm calling back to another guy who's a really great sales guy. He has a very similar story, was going mm-hmm. totally sober. And it, it's like these things that I guess these, these things we enjoy and it, you know, I mean, <laughs> not to equate anyone's sobriety with like watching yeah. Netflix, but no, yeah. we all have these things that like we fill our mind with or that mm-hmm. are kind of quiet distractors. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what you're saying because it's, it, it trends with what I've heard other people say as well, but mm-hmm. keep, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. no, no. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, for me, it was, it was clouding me and it was taking up so much of my time um, and energy for me drinking. Um, and I was in the industry, you know, food and beverage is a drinking industry. Let's be real about it. You know, mm. let's not, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. You know, I'm, I'm, I've also learned to just be straightforward. Yeah. I've also learned to just cut to the chase because then I'm, I'm going to know, you know, are we aligned? Are we not? Do I want to spend more time with you? Do I not? Are you worth it? Or are you not? You know? So, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Oh um, no, this is good. I, I, <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's, well, and, and here's what I'm getting from it is, you know, you're in an industry where, you know, it's, I mean, if, if you were like a monk, it would be mm-hmm. easy to be like, yeah, I'm cutting alcohol entirely. Right. But, but and here's, here's the thing. This is what I think is an interesting insight. I think it's powerful for the listeners too, is what you're pointing out is like even jumping, it's not even about entrepreneurship in, in going that route. But if you're going to make the changes you want out of life, sometimes the circumstances you're in aren't going to be naturally productive to that change. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, you were in an industry that is very much defined by food and beverage and drinking. And, and so I, I just, I, I, I like that angle that you've come at is mm-hmm. I'm, you're not just making changes, but you're making changes in spite of your environment at sort of trying to sort of keeping you from doing that or trying mm-hmm. to keep you from doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you, you made the choice. You yep. said, Hey, now do you remember, you remember the day? Like, was there a, was there like a moment? Like, was there like, did you get like a pay stub and you were like, what am I doing? Like what, what was it on that day that made you say, okay, yeah, now I'm doing this. Um, I had worked in Manhattan in six, seven hotels over the last 13, 14 years, drinking heavily for 13 of those years at the time, never once was reprimanded. Never once hmm. there was never an issue. I never, I, I never got caught drinking. Cause Lord knows I, I drank, we drank on the job. I mean, wow. that's yeah. your management. And uh, I don't want to go. That's not what we're here to talk about. No, but, yeah. But I mean, but I'm not even, now I'm even yeah. thinking like, man, that's, that's just another piece of it is yeah. people who it's not just like, man, I, I think, I think people are people are naive to think that they can have everything they want long term and be in a job that doesn't appreciate them. And it's mm-hmm. not just about appreciation, it's your managers cared so little about your professional journey that no one pulled you aside and said, "Dude, what are you doing?" 
Right. That, that's right. what I get from that story. They fed it. Right. And they, and they fed it, you know, and they were part of it. So I got sober, right. And I'm still in the industry and I get my first 10 day um, or 30 day action plan. I get written up. I get mm. written up yeah. something about some napkins getting lost or something. I'm the director of banquets and I'm getting written up. I'm getting pulled into HR's office and, and I, and I'm, I'm laughing. I'm literally laughing in their faces. Like, I cannot believe this is happening right now to myself. Like I've put so much into this career. I've done so much for what I'm doing and, and, uh, and for something so trivial mm. to put me on a 30 day action plan after, you know, and this hotel was understaffed and it was a new opening and there's, you know, there's a thousand things going on. Yeah. Um, and so I got my action plan. I had a very heated conversation with everyone in the room. I slept on it. I talked to, uh, I talked to my fiance, Devin, and I went in the next morning and I resigned. Hmm. And, Man, that's, it, and that's it. And that's it's it. so funny. Cause like, I'm just, I'm trying to keep us on point here, but I, I work so much in the leadership space. I'm just like, I'm just horrified. You yeah. know, it's like, there's so many boxes that are checked there. That's like, who wouldn't, well then I say who wouldn't quit, but then again, once again, there's people, plenty of people who are like, this is outrageous. Right. I'm going to work here five more years. So, right. Well, but, and I was making $150,000 a year, mm. you know, plus bonus. I wasn't, yeah. you know, I was living okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was making the most money and, and I don't mind talking about that because that's, you know, part of my story, but you know, I was living okay. There's a lot of people who wish that they could make a hundred thousand dollars a year sure. and, and, and just, and, and you can make a good living off that and you can live well like that. Um, you know, and, and, and I was willing to throw all of it away, mm. every last dime of it away uh, to start over because happiness is what was important to me. Yeah. Well, so, so you, you left the job. Now, mm -hmm. did Just Divine happen immediately or talk to me a little bit about the entrepreneurial journey? It was, uh, we had just, I believe we had just started it. I think we started it in March. Uh, and Devin and I were, were kind of, she was also in, uh, she worked for a financial firm in Manhattan. And so she was feeling the same way I was feeling. And, and we started, you know, this entrepreneurial mindset started kind of shifting us. And so we were trying to figure out who's going to go first. You know, we need, we probably should be smart about it. You know, we don't want to be dumb and let be make emotional decisions and both jump out of our jobs. We're going to be entrepreneurs, rah, 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 and fall flat on our face and, and, and not, you know, so we made, we made sure that we did it smart. This happened to be like, the straw that bro broke the camel's back, you know, and, and it was pretty apparent, I think at the time that it's a good time for you to go. It's toxic environment. It's clearly not much has changed even when you got sober. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's your, uh, there were just, there were just so many things pointing to it, you know, let's, why don't you go first? So Devin stayed at her job for actually another year. Uh, and then, and then they were acquired and she actually found a way out um, kind of seamlessly too. So, so yeah. Um. Now, I mean, you, you've chosen an industry that, I mean, I, I, I talked to a lot of different entrepreneurs who have, you know, they all have like their different um, businesses they've been thinking about, you know, real estate, investment group, investment firm, you know, obviously you're in the Northeast. That is a, um, I'm sure there's no shortages of businesses who want all want a piece of the pie. 
Um, talk to me a little bit about how you settled on that industry and what that's looked like. Um, well, I kind of, like I touched on, I kind of always had real estate was, was in my mind. I liked it. I knew it was lucrative. Um, I liked the idea of making passive income with rentals. I liked the idea of owning property and having money and property. Like I, I was getting those initial ideas of, of what investing means. Um, and so, you know, that was really it. It was just a hunch. It was just something that I thought was kind of cool. Uh, but I needed to educate myself and I needed, I needed to find a group of people that I could trust because real, listen, real estate can be kind of shady. You know what I mean? You don't know who you're going to get. <laughs> um, so I needed a group of people that I can trust. So, you know, our story, Devin and I goes, we, we joined a, an educational group, a real estate educational group. And every, there's a bunch of them out there uh, and everyone's got an opinion on them and we chose to do it. And I'm, I'm glad as hell that we did. Um, it was an investment in education. It was an investment in myself. I have no regrets in doing it. And, and I think, you know, of that, of that group of people that are in that network, I think we're, you know, one of the, the more elite, you know, doing some of the, some of the best projects and, and networking with some of the best people in the industry nationwide. Mm. Well, so what's your journey been like? I mean, you've been in business for Three years, is that right? We've been in, yep, been in business for three years. Uh, we spent about a year just in education, uh, just yeah, okay. doing curriculum, just getting into houses. Uh, flipping wasn't what we wanted to do initially. We wanted to jump right into passive stuff, uh, multifamily type stuff, house okay. hacking. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but we got, we started kind of seeing that we could flip uh, and, and get big chunks of money and then reinvest that into passive income. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of our, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, so we bought, uh, two properties, uh, a year in, they were next door to each other in Springfield, New Jersey. Um, they were big jobs for first, uh, for first home flippers. Um, we knocked them, we knocked them down and rebuilt them, Mm. um, basically from the foundation. Um, and so, we well, learned a ton. We learned a ton yeah. in, in one project. Um, well, and it's interesting, you know, you said you weren't really planning on doing flipping mm-hmm. and yet that's kind mm-hmm. of what you fell into. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a pretty common trend for a lot of business owners is, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of go in wide eyed and bushy tailed and like really excited about, I'm going to sell this or offer this or do this. Or, um, you know, this one person has done it in a way that's very lucrative. So I'm going to jump right into that. Right. And then you, you kind of finagle yourself into a totally different, it feels like flexibility is a big piece yeah. of being a good entrepreneur. A hundred percent. I agree with that a hundred percent. I also think that it's, you make your, you create your own luck. You got to put yourself in positions to be successful. You got to put yourself in front of people and you, you can't be scared to ask for stuff. Mm. Um, you know, a perfect example is um, Jesse Itzler. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a, he's a mentor of mine. Um, and he, I, I heard him speak at an entrepreneurial camp. One of his suggestions was to DM, uh, DM some people. Like if you want to get in front of someone, DM them. Uh, Cause a lot of times they won't check their own emails. They won't, they won't, they have admins to do a lot of their things, but they will look at their own DMs and at least engage a little bit in their own social media. So I DM'd him after the conference, he hit me back you know, and then I end up going down there, um, sitting courtside with him, talking business at the Golden State Warriors Atlanta Hawks game, um, and 
and and our relationship is you know grown a little bits and pieces by then he's a real busy dude but you know i took my shot you know you gotta you can't be afraid you gotta go you gotta put you gotta put it all on the line right are you all in or are you not all in are you willing to do everything or you're not willing to do everything if you got the back door still open and you're and you're willing and you got a, a plan b and you're willing to go you're never gonna make it right like you yeah. gotta be all in there's just no other way around it you know yeah, it's, it's the whole like uh burn the ships mentality right like I know it's similar for me. Whenever I started my business, it was the same deal. I mean, I, I quit my job and my wife told me she was pregnant like the next day. <laughs> and so it was yep. like, oh, I have to make this work. Right, right. When failure is not an option, when failure is yeah. not an option, you'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, I, and I don't know how you feel about this. It's, you know, when we talk about, I, I don't know how honest people are with themselves. Because, you know, you're talking mm. about, you know, I... Mm. I because obviously you had the self-awareness of, I have to make these steps. I have to take my shot, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. feels like a lot of people, especially in the entrepreneurial world, man, we want, we want the excitement of the successful business, but we're not necessarily willing to pay the cost, make it happen mm-hmm. and, and, and literally pay the cost. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you guys jumped into a, an education group, which some can be incredibly pricey. Some people are um, not willing to do that. They're not willing to front any upfront costs. Um, also it feels like some people just aren't willing to stretch themselves and grow. It's like, for example, when I was growing my business, I was getting out meeting so many people and I had a friend of mine who was like, okay, how do I grow my business? But I don't want to have to go out and meet people. I don't want to have to talk to people. I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to do all these things that you have to do. And I remember thinking like, dude, you're totally, you're blind. You're blinded if you think mm-hmm. that you can grow a sustainable business without mm-hmm. doing some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, are, are, do you feel like people are? I mean, how, how can someone move from being a bit unaware to being more present of mind, willing to take those kinds of steps for their business? Uh, you know, I think it's important. You know, I think you're. You touched on process. Um, I think what I've learned, um, and I'm still continuing to learn is you gotta, you have to enjoy the process of what you're doing. Mm. And you probably heard that a thousand times, but, um, you know, you liking the, loving the process, which means failing a shitload of times, which means having to do the little things, um, is huge. Because uh, if you don't love the process, you're never, you're never, you're just never going to get there. But it's got to be that again. It's, you got to be all, all in about that. And the mindset, I think, is surrounding yourself with people who do it better than you. Don't be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Well, um, hum- humble, that. humble yourself. Humble yourself. You know, it's not about you. You don't <laughs> know it all. Realize that you don't know it all. If you right. can realize that I don't know that's you can start mm-hmm. right i think i think buddha i think buddha said that you know knowing that i don't know hmm. is huge hmm. well, so it, i don't know how far i can go i don't know what my potential is if i think i know what my potential is i'm setting my own limits like what can i do i don't know i don't know but i can work really freaking hard well, and I can work really freaking hard at something I love to do. And you're, you're, I love you said you're putting ego aside, you know, being humble <laughs> enough to realize how do I need to grow? How do I need to change? There's a really great book called, um, oh man, 
Oh, E-Myth Revisited. And it's, it's on mm-hmm. basically a failing business. Yep. Really great book. Yep, yep, yep. So I, I had given that book to somebody who was struggling in their business and they were like, man, this book just really isn't for me. Uh, I, I need something else. And I was like, well, what about it isn't for you? You have a failing business and the book is about a failing business. And he was yeah. like, he was like, oh yeah, right. I didn't really think of it that way. Yeah. But you know, his well, ego, go ahead. It's hard to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. It's hard to admit and accept reality. You know, that's, we are the, nobody lies to us better than we lie to ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so surrounding yourself with people that can, they can give you, give you the hard truth sometimes is, is important. Someone who's, who's going to give you the hard truth, um, but who's still on your side. So, you know, you know, there's at least a reason why they're, they're giving you that feedback. You sound like a great networker, like not just building, you know, those people who can give you that feedback, but it sounds like you do a good job of making the connections you need to make. Um, whereas a lot of, not just entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, the only connection they're, inter- they're interested in making is the warm connection for the sale. Mm-hmm. And so I like to explain to someone, hey, actually a lot of my time is spent with people who aren't directly buying from me. That's a mm-hmm. foreign concept, I think, for a lot of people. But it sounds mm-hmm. like you spend a lot of time connecting with people, making the right relationships, building the right connections. Um, is that mm-hmm. right? That's 100% right. I mean, I, I think you need to... You, ju- you don't know. You don't... You don't know who's going to connect your dots, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. just because they're, just because they're, they're not in real estate doesn't mean they don't know 10 other people who are, who might have properties they want to sell, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe they're, you know, a divorce attorney and there's a, they got a house, you know, people are going through divorce and they got a house. They know how to get rid of now. You know, it's a horrible thing. I, you know, I'm just giving some hypothetical things, but you just never know who you're going to meet. You know, you don't know where your stories are going to cross. You don't know why, people show up in your life. You know, I, I'm, I have a big, I have a big faith. Um, and, and I, I'm a Christian and I believe that, you know, that, that there's a higher power and things are working. You know what I mean? And I don't always know. Again, I, I go back to, I don't always know. Most mm-hmm. of the time I don't know. So, um, you know, that's just me. I'm just, I just, is, is, I don't, I don't know that who I'm going to run into and how they're going to affect my life. But, but, but you say that and you're so comfortable though. Like you're mm-hmm. like, I, I have no idea, but you say it with such, oh man, yeah, everything's going to be okay. Whereas some people, they'd be like, I don't know. And I'm freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. is, is that your faith? That's like giving you that security. I mean, what, what, how, how can you feel that way, but be so calm, cool, collected during COVID and be like, yeah, like, man, it's good. I mean, what, what, what is that? It's putting yourself in uncomfortable positions a lot. Mm. Yeah. I like you know, that. I'm an athlete, right? And so I'm big on mindset on that side of it too. And I think they, I don't think that they're far off from business and athletics. I think your mind is a muscle. And if you can push it past comfort, whether you're doing physical activity or whether you're buying a million dollar property for the first time, which I haven't done, um, you know, I think it's, it's how do you get past that comfort or that uncomfortability? How do you become comfortable being uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I train myself physically as well as mentally. Um, looking in the mirror often is, is, uh, is a real uncomfortable thing to do. Um, but I think that you learn to manage your uncomfortability 
and your anxieties, the more that you are uncomfortable. I love that. It's kind of like you're getting, you're just getting reps in, you know, it's like, that's it. The more you do it. Yeah. It's like, just like when you have a hard conversation with someone, I mean, the more you Mm -hmm. do it, the easier and the better you get at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like a lot of times we're so, um, we're just scared to have that first go, I guess. So I, Mm -hmm. I think it's a great piece of advice. Yeah. I mean, when we bought our first two properties, I went through paralyzing anxiety, (laughs) literally paralyzing. I just left my job. I was, Devin was still, you know, working mad hours at her job. I was home in my apartment in Jersey city, um, making decisions about real estate, talking to banks and talking to investors and talking to, and, and, and the realization that people are lending me a lot of money that I'm going to be responsible for, for the first time, Yeah, you know, paralyzing. <laughs> when I say paralyzing, like literally I could not move. I'm looking at my computer and I got Devin on speakerphone. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. Are we going to make it? Are, like, I don't know. And that was my first real experience with like paralyzing anxiety. Um, so I can relate and I still get moments like that. You know, it's, I'm not cured of anxiety because I go through it a lot. Um, and I would be the first one to tell you that I don't handle anxiety very well. Uh, Cause I also battle with anxiety and depression. They kind of go hand in hand. So I do, you know, it's, it's just mindset is so important. Your mind is just so powerful. It is just so powerful. And I don't think people realize or understand that your just how powerful your mind your mind can be you know how david goggins another he, i don't know if you're familiar with david goggins a, a navy he was like a navy seal he's he's ultra marathon guy now but he um he's big on mindset too and uh i, I don't know where i was going with this but i, I you know i'm just I, i'm just all no, in yeah, on the yeah. mindset. I'm, I'm you know what i mean i'm just sure, all yeah. in on the mindset uh, uh pushing yourself past comfort you know it's like it's like um the, the, see, this is like the the underside, the underbelly of the entrepreneurial world that I don't think gets enough of. There's not enough time spent here. Like, and, he, and here's, I think we superficially hit on this. Like, people they put out like the the Facebook post, you know, hey, mindsets everything. People are like, yeah, like, love it. Yes. Right, right, right. But right. we don't we don't really like get into the nuts and bolts of this. Like you talked about anxiety, you talked about depression. And these are things that are so tangible to entrepreneurs, myself included, when not just when you're staring at a bank account, but when you're thinking about like where you want to go and how much harder it is to actually get there than maybe you thought it was. I don't know how well we nurture conversations on this topic, because if we look mm-hmm. at like Facebook, you look at LinkedIn, you look at any, any social media posts what people like to talk about is that last step of the journey when they made it big, you know, Mm -hmm. and they, and it's, what's interesting is like the five-year journey becomes a one paragraph post that's, Hey, I was working at my job. I was miserable. I quit. And now I have the seven figure, eight figure, whatever dream and, and nothing's included. There's no meat in between. And so whenever we fall into these hard times, and again, I don't, I don't even mean financially. I mean like mentally, like tough times. I think the disservice we, we do to entrepreneurs is, or at least for myself, it's like, am I the only one who feels this way? Like, mm-hmm. or, or like what's going on here? Like, why do mm-hmm. I feel, to use your words, so paralyzed or so crippled? Um, so I, I, think, I think you talking about that is powerful for my listeners 
because it's encouragement to know that it's, it is okay. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. okay to feel that way and to not yeah. be where you want to be just yet. Right. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, it's a blessing, I think, to not be where you want to be just yet. See, that's, that's an you interesting know. spin on it, that it's actually yeah. maybe even for your own good that you're not getting there as quick as you are, yeah. as you want to get there. Right. So. Right. And for me, you know, God's not done with me until I meet him again. So I got a lifetime of work, uh, a lifetime of work to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so, just work. It's just work. Just work. Just work. <laughs> I love it. It's hard so, work. How, how has your business been affected by COVID? Um, we got we got to talk about COVID, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. You of know? course. Of course. What a crazy what, time we're living in. I, I know some businesses are flourishing right now. I know mm-hmm. other businesses are um, like literally do not know where the next sale is going to come from. You know, talk to me mm-hmm. a little bit about what's been your mind game, your mindset on navigating running a business. Uh, man, because you started three years ago, but I've known mm-hmm. people who started their business three months ago who were like, mm-hmm. "Why did I do this?" <laughs> mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. What's, what's your mental game been like? How have you had to pivot as a business? You know, what's that mm-hmm. look like for you? Um, you lean on your resources. You lean on those who are who are around you. Um, and the network that you've built. Um, if you haven't, if you don't have a big network, uh, I mean, every, if you don't have a big network, then you got to, con- you got to continue networking. You know, there's still, you got to get creative. You know, mm. I think that, um, a huge thing with entrepreneurs is creativity. And that doesn't mean you can draw well and, and paint that, you know, that how, how are you <laughs> going to get around yeah. some of these issues? How do you, how do you creatively solve these issues? Um, and so, you know, there's other, there's platforms, but, for us, you know, we had a property. We were ready to go. We were ready to. Uh, we were going to have a variance meeting uh, in front of the board, and COVID hit in March, pushed us all the way back until end of May. So that's three months. Um, the project we should have been done with this summer will now be done in uh, November, end of November to beginning of December. Um, I mean, what do you do? You, you can't control that. You know, right. am I, am I going to, am I going to beat myself up and, and my business partners because COVID happened and let my anger and, and irritation with everything affect me? No. But what I did do is every single time there was a grant available, I applied for it. Every time that there was money available, I applied for it. Every time that, you know, for me personally or for me or for justifying properties, I went to it. I, I educated myself. I figured out what people are doing. I listened to people that know more than me about what's available. Now, I didn't get many of those grants for the for the company, but um, you know, I we were we were in an okay place. We weren't we weren't dying. Um, you know, we've we're okay. So, luckily, we we didn't have to change a whole lot. We just had to be patient. We just have to be patient. And as things opened up, we needed to be ready to go. When, when the doors opened up, I wanted to be the first one in. When, the things were go- when stuff started, started moving again, I wanted to have all my like seamless. I didn't want any issues, no hiccups. We're going forward with this project. I'm not selling it. You know, there's, we have room in our budget and, and what we're looking at. Um, as long as we're ready to go when, when the time comes. You know, when it's time to, sh- when it's time to shoot, you got to pull the trigger. You know, you can't, you can't hesitate. And, and, and our time frame just got a lot shorter. Uh, mm. So I had to be that much more prepared. 
Um, I had to be that much, you know, it gave us time to prepare, finish essentially designing the whole house, making decisions that we normally wouldn't make months for months. Uh, we just made them. So basically the house is built, the house is built in our house, in our head. Um, so now we just execute. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like that advice of, you know, you can't get so hung up on things you can't control. Cause there, I think there was, I think everyone sort of had this shell shock of COVID hitting, but I think some people moved past that quicker than others. Whereas some mm-hmm. people really sat on the woe is me and woe is my business and, and, and not for good reason. I mean, not that it wasn't for good reason. I mean, some people's right. businesses they had built for years, they were seeing, they were feeling it disintegrate. So I, yeah. I, I empathize, but, but there were also people who they were like, okay, how do I, what do I do here? What's the action that I take here? So I, I think that's good advice, not just for COVID, but anytime that you get a setback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And setbacks are going to happen. If you don't think, if you think, you know, like life, you know, failure, they're failures. Failures happen. They, they grow you though, right? There's no better way to grow than through failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, I know we're, we're about out of time. Talk to me a little bit about what, what can my listeners, what can people do to engage with not just your business, Just Divine, but um, if they want to follow you, engage with you, what does that look like? Yeah, so you can follow us on all of our social medias, uh, Just Divine Proper- at Just Divine Properties on uh, Facebook and, uh, and Instagram. Um, I'm live on there all the time, and it's not just about real estate. Uh, I'm a fly fisherman. Uh, I coach high school football in Hill- at Hillsborough High School in New Jersey. Um, I carve wood. We live on 18 acres out here, so I'm, I got to constantly do a ton of projects. So, you know, it's our business you know, is, is us. And, and we want to show people, you know, what we're doing, what we're into, you know, that we're not just about real estate. Um, but you know, we're, there's people behind the business and, and I can relate to some of my customers through other things other than selling them or, or, or buying a house from them or, or, or renovating a house for them, whatever. So, um, yeah. And Devin Bravaco, who's also here at, uh, at PodMax, she's actually the, uh, the event director of events over here. Um, so big shout out to Devin, uh, for doing all this, uh, Devin Bravaco. Um, but it's been a pleasure, man. I, I, it was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure ha- uh, having me on. And, uh, I loved, uh, I loved your insight and, and, uh, mm-hmm. best of luck to you, man. It was great to meet yeah. you. Justin Balloon sat on the podcast today. I will definitely throw in his uh, social media links down in the episode description. Also, if you are a first-time listener, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button. We'll keep bringing you good advice straight to wherever you're tuning in from. And also, if you enjoyed this episode, absolutely make sure you leave us a five-star review. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. Make sure you check out the other episodes from the PodMax event. We'll see you. Take care.